It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Scott Steen, one of the top cappers, winners and winers, one of the best in the business overall, is 6-1 in the last two days. He likes a total today in Major League Baseball. You can get it by texting VEASAN to 320-350-3500. VEASAN, 320-350-3500. It's a pleasure to talk to Dan Shaughnessy, Boston Globe sports columnist, at Dan underscore Shaughnessy on Twitter. His new book, Wish It Lasted Forever, Life with the Larry Bird Celtics. I can't wait to read this, Dan. I mean, I we could do two hours with you, but with some of the stories in the book, do you have a favorite Larry Bird story, if that's possible? Well, there's one. You know, it's, it's, you, you try and avoid not promoting this book as it was so much better than than it is now, and that's the the league doesn't want to hear that. But us old timers who travel with them, we really got to be with the players. We travel with them on the buses, the hotels, flying commercials. So we really had relationships with them. And you could you could tell the readers, the fans, what they were like. And you know, Larry was a guy who didn't trust anybody, and he was secretive, and and uh, he warmed up to you when you travel with him for two or three years. And he was shooting with a tape on his hand during the playoffs. And I challenged him, like, wait, you can't play in a game with your hand taped up like that. He called me Scoop. He said, Scoop, I could tape my whole hand, make more shots than you. So he did. It was like it was like a pool hall hustle thing. And he taped his hand into a fist with the <laughs> trainer. And we took 100 free throws, $5 a throw. And uh, he made like 86 out of 100. And he took me for $160. And uh, the next day, he had his greedy palm extended. And uh, it came to the gym for the game. And, and I gave him eight twenties and stuffed it into a sock and played with my money in a shoe all night. That's, uh, <laughs> that's how it was. That, that was life with the Larry Bird Celtics back then. <laughs> oh. we've, we've heard that you know story so many times, but to hear it from you <laughs> and to actually have that happen in front of you has got to be, I mean, I, 
it's you know it's funny, but it's also got to be like a career highlight almost to watch him go out there and do that. Oh yeah, it was it was just oh excuse me, there's a fire alarm in the hotel, but oh. we're going to ignore that. Just ignore that. that that's white noise. They had, they warned us about this. I'll move into a different location here, but yeah. So those days, you know, again with Cedric Maxwell and ML Carr and Robert Parrish, and Dennis Johnson, McHale, Ainge. It was it was they had a lot of talkers, a lot of trash talkers, and just uh, guys who could really come off the page for you. And uh, it made it made for better reading, and it really made us be able to bring the players to life uh, mm-hmm. right off. Right off, off the page. Mm-hmm. Well said. Now, it's funny how things have changed here. Boston was 18 and 21. They were 500 at the break, and now they're, they're favorites to win this series and get to the finals. But this great defense that we've seen since January 1st and Smart wins Defensive Player of the Year. You wrote about this. Can you share with our listeners why you feel this would be a huge blown opportunity and maybe where, you could, where it ranks all time for a Boston sports team if they can't close the deal here? Well, I just feel, I mean, Boston's been in a lot of finals, right? So they've been in uh, 21 NBA finals and won 17 of them. They had that great run with Russell, the great run with Havlicek and Bird. And uh, they've been in only one, well, the last one was 2010 with Garnett and, and the new big three. And they lost that one to the Lakers. So it's been 12 years since they got to the finals. And, you know, we, we like championships in Boston. We've had a lot of success in this century with the Patriots winning six Super Bowls and Sox four World Series and Celtics and Bruins won each. But it's been a three whole years since we had a championship. And now you got a team that, as you just pointed out, is, is favored at this juncture to get there. And uh, to me, this would just, from what I've seen in these four games, it's hard to come away with much because there's been a 20-point lead by one team or the other in all four games. The last two games, neither team, uh, it was a wire-to-wire, 2 nothing to 118. To, it was just never trailed, both sides. So the takeaway is it's 2-2, and, and the Heat have two out of three at home, potentially. But I feel like Boston has demonstrated they're a better team. I mean, they, they've just dominated these guys, except for two bad quarters, a 39-14 and a 39-18. The rest of the time, it's been all them. And uh, I think Robert Williams can be key for them. If he's in the lineup, it neutralizes a lot of what Adebayo tries to do. But it's hard to walk away from that game we saw two nights ago and not think the Celtics are better, especially with Butler being banged up here right. with the groin. Uh, I just they, they looked really diminished. I, I have a lot of respect for them. I think they're well-coached, well-run. It's a good organization. They, they won top seed for a reason. They won more games. But, man, oh, man, what I see of the two teams just on a talent basis, I think the Celtics are more talented, and I think maybe the Heat are mentally tougher, and that's why they're still in it. Mm, that's well said, and I agree yeah. with almost every word that you just said. Don, uh, Dan Shaughnessy, our guest. So you brought up Robert Williams. Uh he's absolutely the key defensively to this team down low and what he's been able to do to Bam. Does he play in this game tonight? I'm assuming the answer is yes. And then what do you know as of right now about Marcus Smart? Well, you know, we're always guessing and and they've got the coach has gotten much cager about this. They don't want the other side to know. Even they have a mandatory pregame press conference, like an hour and a half before tip off. Now they're not even telling us then. It's like with anybody. I mean, Hero, you know, Spolster did tell us Hero was out two days ago, but the rest of it is all figured out. Guess you'll see who's there at the end. We're going to test them again, blah, blah, blah. So we're just guessing. My guess is that smart plays Williams. I'm not so sure. I think that, uh, you know, I didn't like the way he came off after 19 minutes in the third quarter. And he, he was, he was hobbled. He went back to the room during the fourth. He did come back out. He was holding his baby on the bench, but it, it, he looked like a guy. I, I don't know. And it's been kind of an every other day with him. He's seven weeks out from the meniscus surgery. Um, maybe they came back a little sooner. He didn't really have to play against Brooklyn. They swept them, but he did. And uh, I just think that uh, for whatever 
tenderness or soreness that thing's given them, um, it's it's day to day, literally. So I that that one's you're not going to know until they come up and tip off. What is the deal with the turnovers, and why they were so especially in Game Three? Why they were so sloppy? Yeah, yeah I mean Jalen Brown. The last two games has oh. just been a disaster trying to bring the ball up, being a point forward, whatever the hell he's trying to be. But just careless, just giving it to the other team. I mean, and, you know, the Heat play good defense. Celtics play good defense. They do a lot of switching off, and you know, flip a guy over comes at you by surprise from the side, but. These are NBA players. I, I think they're tired. I think that the you know they're playing every other day now and then traveling on the off day, and that's what we're into. Uh, that's the way it's going to be until they start the finals. So I think that you know even a guy like Horford who's not turning the ball over, you know he's 36 years old. That's a lot for him. And uh, I just think the mileage is starting to catch up with him. Were they caught off guard? You think in Game Three by the physicality of Miami? And Miami really taking it up a notch in terms of, I mean, they, they, you saw what the stats were in the regular season. Miami fouls yeah. a lot. And I think that's crucial to how the officials are going to call this. This, to me, is just them being immature and, and thinking they're better than they are. They haven't proven anything yet, but they know how good they are. And I, it's, it's not one of their more admirable traits. Mm. And I, I've seen this mm. with them for a couple of years. And until they win something, they really don't have a right to carry themselves that way. And I think they just thought they were going to roll over them after game two. You know, they had the, the big surge in game two, and it was like, oh, yeah, we got this figured out. We got these guys. Show up at home, got the home crowd, and then just got stunned, you know, just punched in the mouth right out of the jump, never recovered. They got it down to one point, but mm-hmm. – and, and Tatum was a no-show. So every time they lose one of these, they say, well, you know, Tatum was a no-show, and we only lost, we had it down to one point, and we outscored him by, you know, 28 over the last whatever. But these starts – for both sides have just been, you know, put you in a hole and, 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 you know, the network can't be happy about it. I mean, these games have been dogs oh, in, in really, yep. and there's none, none of the epic close finishes that we're used to. And, um, no back and forth, no lead changes, just like somebody taking a giant lead and just, you know, sitting on it all night. Yep. So how do you think that would translate then, Dan, assuming for a second <laughs> that this, this team would actually get by the heat, make the NBA finals and then potentially play golden state there for the championship. How do you think that matchup would go for this team? I've thought since really since February they could beat anybody just because of the way they are and and the talent that they have. Williams' injury was was tough. That that took a lot of air out, but he is back to some degree. Uh, but the rim protection that he provides is sort of the last thing that that they needed there. In my view, they don't have a true point guard. I mean, Smart is smart, and you know a lot of things to like there. But you know they don't have that tiny Archibald guy, the guy that you just want the ball in his hands, and it, it cost him a game in, in Milwaukee. He had the ball at the end and didn't didn't do well with it. Lost it a couple of times, and I think it's potentially could hurt him in any game. So I think that everywhere else they're they're, they're pretty solid, and they've got you know Grant Williams has been better than everybody thought coming off the bench for him, and Derek White's been a, a good pickup at the, at the uh, deadline. So yeah, I think I, mean, I think it'd be a six or seven game series over the Warriors, but I mean I love the Warrior pedigree, you mm. know those three guys you know, going at it for the fifth time and all that stuff. So. Um, it, I, that would be the dream series to me. I just think the heater yeah. are too banged up to be a dream series for you now. Yeah, me too. Uh, if you had to bet the game tonight, would you bet on the Celtics winning? <laughs> <laughs> I would, but I'm bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the book again is called uh, Wish It Lasted Forever, Life with the Larry Bird Celtics. By far and away the best trash talker you've ever seen in this game? Yeah, it, no question about it. It's all in there. I mean, you know, just torturing Julius Irving, Dominic Wilkins, and guys. It's just, it's just, 
merciless. And that, <sighs> it, it, but he back he backed it up. So yes, he, he backed it up. When he would when he would go out there and tell players what was coming out of a timeout or uh, you know after an, uh, an out of bounds play, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to be ten feet away from the basket and I'm going to make it right in your face. And that would happen. All that stuff is true. And it's just like who does that? Yeah, he was. He basically drew it up and then when he walked off the floor, he'd say, "I told you guys." You yeah. Know? <laughs> and, and it would be like that. That made it all the sweeter for him. It was great. Would he? Because uh, you, you would see him make those behind the the basket shots once in a while. Would he sit there and practice crazy shots all the time? There was a lot of that. He was banking threes for a while just for laughs because he won the three point the first three times they had the contest, the All Star game. You know, uh, Mike Saunders, the Knicks trainer, saw him banking threes for a game. He goes, "What are you doing?" He says, "I'm going to do one tonight if you give me five dollars." And uh, <laughs> so they had a five dollar bet. And he late in the game, they were killing the Knicks, and he banked a three and ran by the Nick bench with his palm extended, just like he did to me. <laughs> well, how about the game where he shot left-handed? <laughs> yeah, that was in Portland. He went for forty-eight and about half of them with the left hand. He said he was saving his right for the Lakers. They were playing them that week. <laughs> oh God, I can't wait to read this. Oh, that's too good. Yeah, yeah, too good. Sa- same here. It's going to be dynamite. Uh, Dan, thanks so much for the time today. Good luck with the book and uh, the game tonight as well. We appreciate the time. Enjoyed it. Thanks, fellas. Thank yep, you. you well go. done. Oh, that's awesome. Again, it's called Wish It Lasted Forever, huh. Life with the Larry Bird Celtics. That, we interviewed Dominique Wilkins. He said, oh, it's not even close. Biggest trash talker ever, Larry Bird. Yeah. He go, <laughs> get right in my face. Call him Holmes. Holmes. Here's right. what I'm going to do, Holmes. Tell him right here. Yeah. Take you right down here. Score on you. I love that so much. Uh, I'll, I'll save Stick my right hand for the Lakers. That's, yeah. That's his palma. Come on. Larry's got money. Yeah. Give me yeah. the 160. He puts it, plays Win the game lose. with his. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Win Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Night for favorites and overs last night in Major League Baseball. Favorites 11 and 4 on the season, 61.5%, and 11 and four to the over last night in Major League Baseball. A's were plus 160. They beat Seattle. Carolina Hurricanes, the home team in their playoff games, 11-0 and now after the Rangers beat them. Carolina scored 20 goals at home in the playoffs, only eight on the road. Big problem in Boston, and last night, penalties. Two power play goals in the first period for the Rangers, and you know Igor wasn't giving that up. Well, and now, by the way, here's... The overall record for Carolina in the playoffs, 0-5 on the road. The goal differential was, uh, what did they lose by last night? 4-1. Yeah, they lost. Oh, by, how about that, by the way? So it's minus 16. They, they didn't pull the goalie. I no, couldn't I believe know, it. I know. Otherwise, the total oh, there. I got lucky there. So they're 0-5 on the road, a goal differential of minus 16. They are 6-0 at home with a goal differential of plus 15. That's a move. If they get by the Rangers, a, that'll be a terrible sign against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. But I guess if they win all their home games, then they're going to, you know. Rangers, 34-2-3, leading after two periods. That ha- that holds up again, like the Oilers. 37-2-1 this year when scoring first. Goal in the first five minutes, plus 170. How about first minute? Get in, the, get in the net, Markstrom. What are you doing playing the puck? He plays the puck, comes back in, plays it again, whiffs on it, hands Edmonton a goal right off the bat. Ridiculous, well, the, these guys. The biggest problem was there. And again, this is like the first 20 seconds of the game. He goes to play the puck behind the net. And then it's kind of like, yeah, he does whiff on it. But then he's, it's like a nonchalant kind of skate back to the net. And that's, oops, a, that's what there it you was. go. I allowed one. That sucks. Full credit to everyone who's been talking about that in Calgary and in Alberta. Full marks. Maybe he was overworked, but the lack of big game experience is showing. I, I wouldn't play him in game five. Uh, I don't think it goes back to Edmonton. Subscribe, be part of the team, Beeson.com, our radio and podcast friends. We got an instigator here, Woody Woodpecker. He got three dogs, and the big one here is like pushing this guy in to start an altercation. And they go they go at it, and they stand up, put your dukes up, right? Now they got the face off here. But who's going to throw the first blow? Huh? You see his teeth? They're dancing. The little fellow on the right? Right, yeah. Showing his teeth, like, come on, make a move. I dare you. Yeah, right. Look at this. Look at the big guy. Pushes him into him. 
and he gets out of the way. He comes back in. It's All almost right. like a basketball fight that almost happens, right? Where the guy is always like, you better hold me back. Right. Better hold me back right now. Yeah, yeah, sure. He knew what he was doing the whole time. I don't care for it. Shenanigans. Come on. Uh, look at the car wash. This dog, no. Yeah. A little sweaty. It's hot out. Dry off, maybe. Let me, let me move back over what's here going on. He yeah, Come on down. Uh, what's he doing yeah. out there? I mean, what's, yeah. Did, did the owner just let him out? I mean, it, what's, it, what's it, the dog doing and he's hanging out by the it, car wash? You're right. It could be the owner's dog who just loves to go to work with them. I mean, like, yeah, I'll... I'll take a bath. I'll take the wash every single time. Puts his face in ears there. Oh, it's got to feel good. Tilting the head like that? Yeah. 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 Yep. Scratch we it right there. We discussed this yesterday. One guy's like, some people have too, just people have too much money. But the EDC bills where the person spent over $300,000 on alcohol. Here's the uh, Boston Bruins bill when they went to the club after they won the Stanley Cup. Sent in by Cav44J. 157000 a lot of beer on there, but most of the damage was done by the Ace of Spades gold bottle, which went for uh, 100000 as I understand it. You look good job with the Yeah, there you go. It's lower, right? 2011 right. The Ace, celebration. The Ace Midas. Receipt. Ace Midas. Goes for 100000 a bottle, huh? Yeah. Right. Cool. <laughs> so cool. what was an ounce cost then? <laughs> you got to pay 7500 for an ounce for one glass? Let's go line them up, huh? You got to see this video. Uh, uh, search it on YouTube. If it's, I saw it on Twitter a long time ago. The guy buys like the biggest bottle of alcohol you're ever going to see in the club, and they and it, he drops it and it sprays all over. <laughs> and they're coming out. Everyone's <laughs> taking a picture, and probably two hundred thousand right down the drain. One lose some. You know, listen, Dan's right. Certainly, the NBA playoffs have stunk. There's the second round in the conference finals, no good, but. Go look at this now. This was sent in by a viewer. The 2004 Eastern Conference Finals. What were the? I don't remember what these totals were. But I remember the NBA was unwatchable. Look at these scores: 78-74, Game six, 69-65, Pacers and Pistons. If you think that's great uh, defense, you took the short bus to school. 8365. I, I mean, remember just, I, I I can recall the NBA what it was like 18 20 23 years ago. Walk it, it up was no space awful back, basketball. In. No if, one could shoot. Yeah, if you don't like the NBA oh. today, trust me, the NBA 23 years ago was infinitely worse. These games were so bad. The talent today is infinitely better than what it was years ago. Two more lose some. Vegas Golden Knights. You got rid of Gallant, huh? Had to do it. What have you done for me lately? He goes to the Stanley Cup final in his first year, and then you'll fire him, and now he's got the Rangers in position to get to the conference yeah. finals? I'm not sitting here telling you the guy deserved a lifetime contract. Yeah, right. But he deserved much longer than what he actually got. Yep. That was outrageous what they did. Said it at the time, and I will never not think that. And the New York Post, 65% of people would rather sleep with their pet than their spouse. 65%. Mm. That could be a, a number of things. Jimmy Legs. Snoring, sure. No, no, not enough room uh, on in the, the bed. pet or the spouse. On the, uh, no, the spouse rather, right? Yeah. The spouse, the dog. I mean, it's just I don't know about the cat, but the dog is going to sleep by your feet. Does Once you, in a while, they'll get under the covers, but it's going to sleep by your feet. Does your dog snore? No, he's good. Oh, my dog! It's he is he has a chainsaw going. Does he every night? Mm. But I find it uh, adorable. Yeah. So you know, what, that, what are you going to do? Sure, good fun. There you go. Win some, lose some. Presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Claim your hundred percent first deposit match bonus now. Code two fifty. Match. Learn more. 
BetRivers.com. Okay, so after last night, now the Mavericks did take down the Warriors. The game went over. Mavericks covered every imaginable number before the game started. A lot of alt numbers in there as well. Uh, it's not like the Warriors need any bulletin board material uh, because they're up three games to one. They're heavy favorites now in game five as it goes back to San Francisco. But, Paulie, we'll play this from you with uh, Jason Kidd after the game last night. Are you surprised that he had this to say after the win? Yeah, we, we felt uh, all along we were getting, getting great looks. Sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't in this in this series so far. It, it's a matter about making shots. Um the, the biggest compliment we've gotten is that they got to play zone because they can't play us one-on-one, right? And so that's that, this is a championship DNA team, and they're, they're giving you a compliment that they can't guard you. It's pretty cool. And they're, they're winning the series, but we believe if we can continue to keep getting the shots that we got, if we make them, it puts pressure on them. Now, he set it up nicely uh, by, by explaining that, hey, you got to go to the zone, huh? But to actually add in there, you can't guard us. It's a good compliment. Oof. Well, how many guys can blow blow right by him off the ball? I mean, that's take it easy. Golden State can get to the rack anytime they want. Pretty much, yes. I mean, you, I, you have no size. It's just what could have been. Memphis would have probably destroyed this team. But well, Luca can go do what he wants. But yeah, he the can. other guys just sit around the three point line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I Dinwiddie did not play. That was surprising. He didn't get much out of Dinwiddie. I, no, but everybody else did last uh, night. That's right. And that's again, I, I think yep. you know. It, as you should never be like a prisoner of the moment, but we talked about this yesterday. They had so many open looks in game three. They just could not hit anything. Yeah. And we said that the open looks are going to be there again in game four, and they're going to knock them down. And, you know, to go, tw- we didn't say they're going to hit 23s, but uh, for Bullock to go from 0 for 6 to what he did last night was not surprising. And for that team to go from, what were they, 13 of 45, I think, in game three? They hit 23s last night, and it wasn't only Bullock. It was Finney Smith. It was the others, too, to play well. That's what happens in this sport. I'm still sour over the Memphis series. I mean, you just see Golden State, there's some shaky defenders out there. Oh, yeah. There are a ton of guys that just can't stop anybody and guard anybody. But Memphis blew it. But here, this is an interesting thing to say when you're down 3-1. I thought the same exact thing. Because they they can get whatever they want offensively, too, especially when they want to go to the basket. Looney's killed you. And some of these guys come in at 17. He did. Not I, much of it in garbage time. But. I will yeah. also add that this series is, I know it's 3-1, and it's more than likely over with in the next game. It's closer than a 3-1 series. The, the Mavericks had their opportunities. Game two was bad. Yeah. They're up 20, and all of a sudden the threes didn't fall for the, the six-quarter six run. That, yeah, that it started in, in the third quarter there. And the Warriors, until last night, again, they were a machine in the third quarter, and they have been for so many years. Yeah. Um, but if they just if they hit a couple of more threes in game three, you know, that game could have been totally different. So uh, Bet Rivers is your home for betting on the French Open. Log in any day of the tournament to receive a 20% profit boost that you can use on any live in-play bet on the French Open. The top half of the men's draw is absolutely loaded, and it's shaping up to be an amazing Grand Slam event. Get your free profit boost today and every day at Bet Rivers or on the Bet Rivers app. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Again, that's betrivers.com. Up next, Bob Oshusen is going to join the program. He is doing a superb job calling NHL games for ESPN. He was on the call of the Flames-Oilers game last night. Does he agree with Paulie? Is this series now over with? And uh, more than likely not even going back to Calgary. 
or going back to Edmonton, I should say. Those are Paulie's words. We'll ask him about that coming up next. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. First Bet wants you to get in all the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code Vegas1000. Receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. Bonus code Vegas1000. Joined now by Bob Susan, ESPN announcer at ESPN. Bob does a great job with the Jets and calling the Calgary-Edmonton series phenomenal work. And he joins us to talk about that and other things. He was also on the PGA Championship uh, great. Thanks for the time, Bob. What is it What is it like in the arena and even outside in the streets around there with all the fans in Edmonton and Calgary so far? Yeah, it, it's hard to explain. I mean, when, when Edmonton wins these games, I did game seven against L.A. here mm-hmm. and done, obviously, this series as well. And it's like they win the Stanley Cup every time they win one of these games. It just means so much to these people. The streets are filled with People, I mean, every car is honking their horns. People are like leaning out of car windows or in the back of pickup trucks, waving flags. It's a street party. Uh, but it's just, you know, it's the only show in town, right? I mean, that I, I come from a place where I live in suburban New York City where we have nine pro sports teams. Mm. And they have the Edmonton Oilers. That's really what they have. Mm-hmm. And so, and they haven't been a regular playoff participant, certainly. Uh, this is the first time this matchup has happened in the playoffs in 31 years. So this is even a little different. This is even above and beyond, I think, what they get most fired up about because the the Battle of Alberta doesn't happen regularly. Right. It, 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 I tell you, going back to early game two, great bounce back by Mike Smith. He's been fantastic. Although, like, have you ever seen a – I can't believe he gave that goal up that tied the game at three. <laughs> Yeah, neither could we. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was worse, that or the, the goal 20 seconds in allowed by Markstrom and how he played that puck? Yeah, there, there have been weird moments for both goalies and, uh, and both teams in this series. But I don't know. I mean, a lot of times, you know, the, the best rivalries seem to produce the craziest moments. It just kind of happens that way. Yeah, so there is some chatter now this morning about potentially not even going to Markstrom in Game 5 when they go back home to Calgary. Would you buy into that? No way. There's no way he doesn't start. I mean, he's he's a Vesna finalist. Mm-hmm. Right? He's one of the three goaltenders in the league up for goalie of the year. Like, you, you rode him all the way to this point in your season? There's there's no chance that he doesn't play in Game 5. I'd be stunned. And, I, and the message that that would send to the team is one of complete panic. And on top of that, you're talking about a 30-year head, a 30-year NHL coach, and, and Daryl Sutter. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't push panic buttons. He's going to be like, "Hey, this is our guy," and we're just going to trust him at home to go out and play like, you know, like the Vesna finalist that he is. So yeah, I, 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 in a million years, I can't see them sitting him. Do you think he'll play well, and does it go back to Edmonton for Game Six? I, I think you know a lot of times in hockey. It seems like we talk all season about home ice and the atmospheres are great. But when they actually get in the rink and are playing the game at that speed, um, you know, I, I don't know how much the crowd impacts a lot of games. I do think the crowd impacts this series. I do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, if I, I, I think it's, you know, I know we're just talking. I, 
50-50, certainly because of the way that the, the top line for Edmonton is playing. I mean, they're popping three goals in a game, it seems. Uh, but if Markstrom can play well, and if they can ride the emotion of being at home, I do think that they can win a game at home and make this at least a six-game series. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. are they going to come up to Edmonton and win a game they have to win? That I would love to see. Yeah. That 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 would be one like that would be the prove it game to me because I don't I don't think that this goes back to Calgary again for Game Seven. I would not be surprised at all if it came to Edmonton for Game Six. But okay. going back to Calgary, I'm not. I don't know if I'm buying that one. Okay, mm. then let's pretend for a second here, and we're only talking. You're right. That that's exactly how this unfolds, and Edmonton wins a series in six games. How would you envision that series going in your head with? you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl and the others going up against this machine that is Colorado? Well, Colorado's deeper, certainly. Um, They're more talented, especially on the blue line. I mean, they've got the McCarr-Taves pairing, which I think is the most talented in the league. Uh, But having said that, even the depth of Colorado, even as good as McKinnon and Rantanen, Kadri, like the guys they've got in their top couple lines, they don't have a line. There's no combination they can put together that is that is better or as good as Dreisaitl, McDavid, and, and Kane. Mm-hmm. Like those three guys together, I think are the best line in the league. So Edmonton would absolutely have a puncher's chance. I mean, they, they would be bringing the best line in hockey, playing the best, producing the best, producing the most into that series. So yeah, I mean, I would pick Colorado but I would think it would be a six or seven game series. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. Bob, oh, yeah, I, would, I, I, I don't think there's any chance that this Edmonton team is going to go quietly. Mm. I mean, if they win this series, especially if they win at five and they're feeling like riding that momentum, um, I don't see how they just wilt against Colorado. I, I do think Colorado will win the series. I mean, I think Colorado is the best team. I picked them at the start of the season mm-hmm. to win the Stanley cup. I, I think they're the best team in the league. Uh, they're, they're the deepest team I've seen this year, but I don't think that they would make easy work of Edmonton the way they're playing right now. The Jets' win total is five and a half. They have a tough schedule. They did an excellent job in the draft, and Wilson has bulked up, and he could show a lot of improvement here coming up in year two. Will the could the Jets go? About you can look at it this way: Will they win six games, or could they even be a playoff contender? Um, I would go over the five and a half. I don't know about being a playoff contender. I mean, being a playoff contender, like, what does that mean? Are we in December and they're two games below 500, but if they win their last three, then maybe they sneak in the back door. Or, I mean, to me, I think it's, it's mostly about, are they finally going to play games in November and December where they're at least giving the fans a reason to scoreboard watch. Mm-hmm. Like at, at least play some games that the crowd is going to, where they're holding on to some glimmer of hope that they might sneak in the back door. And to me, for, just from a competitive standpoint, that means they've taken a step forward. So, I mean, I, I think their over under was about five or five and a half before the draft and before free agency, if I remember right. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't really follow exactly when those lines are set and how much they move. But it seems like I've been hearing that number forever. Yeah, so right. You have. This, this <laughs> home run draft that they had and the guys that they went out and signed in free agency, like they brought in a pro, pro bowl guard. You know, they, 
They've done some things that, you know, brought in a really good corner in Reed. They drafted now Sauce Gardner. So all of a sudden their entire secondary is remade. And it seems like they didn't move off a five and a half. But I did hear one of the Jet Beat writers, I think actually said that one of the most popular, if not the most popular Vegas future bets right now is the Jets over. That there's like three times as much money right now on the Jets going over as going well, under. Yeah, they. they, they oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. The, the juice moved uh, on five and a half at some spots. There are some sixes. They also are seven to right. one to make the playoffs and to win the division has dropped from thirty five to nineteen to one. Well, seven to one to make the playoffs to me is like that speaks to the fact that at least we think they're improved. Right. I mean, like, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and, and in a 17 game season now, you know, does nine and eight sneak in? It could, yeah, depending so. on tiebreakers and mm-hmm. who knows. You know, I mean, you never know. You never yeah. know. Um, but yeah, like, I think the overall would be if I'm a Jet fan, like, can, can we not be talking about the draft by Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <a good goal. laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that. And that really is that other than 2015, where they had that freaky year where Ryan Fitzpatrick and Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall all kind of came together and they won 10 games and didn't make the playoffs, but they were an above 500 team. At least, you know, in most other seasons, we're getting to the end of October, early November. And it's like, all right, you know, who, who's in the top five next year. Yeah. And I think the fans just, I mean, now they've made the picks like, Sam Darnold trade, the Jamal Adams trade produced a ton of draft capital. Well, now all of that draft capital has been used. We've now gone through the two drafts. All of those players are now on the team. So even though they're young, even though there are going to be some rookies out there in some very important spots, these are still rookies that are being drafted in incredibly highly leveraged spots in the draft. Well said. Now it's time to go play. Mm -hmm. Now now it's time for the product to be on the field and to at least give the fans some hope that all these young guys they've been waiting for them to go get that they're now here. are going to produce enough that it's worth rooting for. I I'm optimistic. I mean, I think I'm optimistic that by the time we get to Thanksgiving, we'll still be saying, Hey, you know, if they win two in a row, you never know. I mean, they might be in the mix and even just that step forward is enough. No doubt. Uh, Bob, you're doing a hell of a job on the NHL playoffs. Great job at the PGA championship as well. Thanks so much for waking up early after a late night game last night. We appreciate that. No problem, guys. Take care. Yeah, Appreciate it. Uh, he's on Twitter at ESPN Bob in pocket plays, including a dog today, higher than plus 150 on the board. Coming up next. Attention, all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests. We're gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The guy has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. Nope. Five to one. Nope. Ten to one. You're on. All right. Here we go with what we're betting today. Uh, to recap last night, I don't even know what to say about that. Giant. It was one hell of a wild ride last night. Giants 121 eventually got there against the Mets. Logan Webb has a what, 6-1 lead. He leaves. The bullpen completely blows it. Uh, they allowed seven runs in one inning. I think it was 11-8 Mets at one point. The Mets take the lead to go in the ninth. If they close it out and win 12 to 11, that means the Giants win the 0 to 13 run pool. But they got two in the bottom of the ninth. Jacques Peterson hit three home runs, had eight RBIs. And uh, the Giants won 13 to 12. So, uh, you know, there you go. There's a guy who said, said they don't use the 0 in their pool. It's over. Well, you have to use the shutout. I know. They don't use the shutout. You have to use the shutout. Yeah. I do like the idea of going 13 plus. That's good. Okay. Thir- to land sure. on 13. This thing, again, there are five teams right now need to score, need to wipe off one more on that 13-run pool prop. Giants would have done it last night. Good sweat. Okay, uh, as for today, look, I mean, Blackburn is going for the A's, has solid numbers pretty much across the board. I know the Mariners now, they they called up uh, Kyle Lewis 
who is should be a nice addition to the offense. And Robbie Ray is going on the mound today. I just, Robbie Ray's numbers are not close to what they were a year ago when he won the Cy Young. He has been, and look, this is kind of unpredictable, but he's been good for one bad inning in almost every single start. Like, it's been on the way. It's brewing at some point. I'll take the A's in the first five with Blackbird on the mound today. You can find plus 155 if you like this bet. Give me the A's at that price. All right. Uh, Calgary, Edmonton, first period over. Winner. Uh, Carolina under got there, but uh, apologies on the first period under, which uh, they took us out with the ridiculous penalties. And that one and two power play goals late for the Rangers. Uh, I like Colorado to finish off St. Louis tonight in regulation, minus 150 at Bet Rivers. And the Oilers, I don't, I don't think it goes back to Edmonton. Hmm. And I disagree with Bob. I do not think it's a panic move. The only game they've won in the series, they scored nine goals. Markstrom's been terrible. So I he's don't been think, bad. I think I understand did. his point about how rock solid yeah. he's been all year long. Yeah, but that's okay. Your season's now on the line. Yep. I also think it could. Uh, he said what it, the message it would send. I don't think it could also give him a shot in the arm and a boost. But he's the look at the hole he's putting you in. Oilers plus one twenty-five in game five. And that would mean also the first with the Avalanche play. That means uh, it would take out my series to go over five and a half games in this. I thought St. Louis had their chance. I thought Colorado would win the series, but St. Louis would give them a fight. They had to get one of the games in St. Louis, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen. So that's one of the pending. Huddersfield, Nottingham Forest under two and a half on Sunday. The winner gets promoted to the Premier League. I think it'll be KG, Nervy, under two and a half. Uh, Mavs to win the title, or we're going to lose that. Rangers to win the East alive and well, 15-1. to 1. Hero, no shot to win the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. In pocket presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern, BetRivers.com. ESPN's reporting that's a two-week injury with the groin. Hero wants to come back late this week. Mm. So who knows when Hero comes back. And the other report from a friend in, in Boston the, uh, about the couple guys could be in a protocol. Didn't make the flight back. Well, there were two staffers, not players. Okay, so again, so, this yeah. is like dueling reports today from dueling. the two cities playing tonight. Big gym. Big gym on a sports Boston line. media tweeted out an emoji-based <laughs> tweet today. It was creative. Two fire emojis plus two germ emojis equals not making the flight back to Miami <laughs> tonight. That's well done by Big Jim Murray. So then what does that mean? Who's going to be like not making the flight back from Miami? Well... You had that. He's in He's in Boston. And then we had a member of the Miami media uh, who our producer, Dustin, reached out to. And he's like, knock it off. I'm blocking your number. Never reach out to me ever again. Knock it off. He said, for those of you who insist on living on Twitter rumors and blowing up my phone, just why don't you tag at Dustin next time, Ira? This is from Ira Winderman. Ah. We, we're joking around. Who covers the heat? Uh, Sunset Note. Two staffers did not return. Broadcaster and a therapist. <laughs> who, therapist? Well, you wow. got Therapist on the team, huh? I got to tell you, Doc, my jump shot. It's off. Yeah, what do you got Melfi. for me? Dig sit on deep. the couch. Come on. What do you see? I want to know what's going on deep yeah. down inside. Jalen Brown, sit down. Why are you tearing the ball over? So here's, you know, this is, uh, here's what I would say today. Because, and we talked to Dan Shaughnessy probably 45 minutes ago. And he actually said, Robert, to him, in his opinion, Robert Williams' status is unknown for tonight. He thinks Smart's going to go, but Robert Williams would be a big loss. We saw this last time. Bad Montebayo had a great game in the one game that Williams didn't play. But I would t- here's my advice. You need to be on Twitter a lot today, and at least if you can't do that, which is tough because for those of you who don't do this full-time, 
uh, set some Twitter notifications, go to like Shams Sharina, mm-hmm. go to Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, and some other beat writers, and put their tweets um, and have them alerts turn turn their alerts on for the notifications. Because once they have the news today on, you know, who could be in or out of this game tonight, you'll have about 90 seconds, two minutes to make a bet if that's how you want to operate here. Boston's got to win this. I mean, Dan Shaughnessy's right. It's just, it's set up beautifully for him. I mean, you've played two horrible quarters. That's it. And that's why the series is tied. And you don't have a commanding lead. Hero's not going to play. Butler, is the knee's giving him problems. He's only been to the free throw line twice since game two. Can't attack the rim. He's struggling. You got to win this game. Okay. And the series. Uh, another thing, like right now, look at that. So, for those of you now watching on TV, we'll point this out. We have a graphic up on the screen with the player props for tonight points, rebounds, and assists. I look at that. My eyes automatically go to Bam Adebayo. It says 16 and a half. Like right now, as we're on bright and early, I could not bet over 16 and a half. That's too high of a number. But if we hear later on today that yep. Robert Williams can't go, well, that changes things. And yep. I don't, I, honestly, I don't think if Williams is ruled out, I don't think Bam's number can go any higher than 16 and a half. Yeah, it's what Williams does defensively. And Bam had, it went off in game three. Mm-hmm. Got to have him out there. The, 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 the number's actually kind of set right now like Williams won't play. So if he's not in, then I would look at playing the over because we've had one example of that. And he played like, you know, We've seen him play so many times this year, and he's a good player, but he's been shut down pretty much the rest mm. of the series. Dan's right, though. You got these at times they get uh, too cocky and like they've actually won something. Yeah, he said and, he'd never uh, been there before. And also one of the biggest games of Tatum and Brown now, the duel. Gotta well, got to win the series. So what happens when both guys have a good game at the same time? Mm-hmm. Because Brown was so good in game three, scored more than 40 points. Tatum came back and was awesome in the bounce back the other night. Well, we're going to see another blowout then if they both go off. Weird playoffs, weird series. As of right now. Tatum's disappearing act in game three, all the turnovers. And- we also had, so when we talked to John Lund yesterday, who does a radio show up, KMBR in San Francisco, he said Boston would be tricky for Golden State. And he basically said he thinks Golden State would roll over Miami. They've given them issues since the 70-win team. Yeah. The Celtics. Right. Yeah. I think that's when Boston had Isaiah Thomas for some of those games. Would you agree with that statement? Yes. Uh, yeah. I think- he also made a good point. Because Golden State would have home court 26 series in a row. They've, they've won a road game. That's right. So they got to win twice in the Bay. And they're un, undefeated right. at home. I like Tim Bontemps, who said this from ESPN. He compared it to Seattle and the Legion of Boom, that they would hold every play. They were great defense, but they would hold every play and dare the officials to throw a flag every play. Miami fouls every play. And they're just going to say, are you going to call it every time? And, and, but and they let them play in game three. And Boston was surprised by it. They melted. They they silly with the careless with the ball. Miami's playing football out there, and Miami they, they did it in the regular season. They do it now. They foul a lot. Yep. How do they officiate this this game five and game six? Okay. Have and you played? The, have you played this game yet? No. no you didn't have any pockets. Are you, are you planning on it? I gotta wait. That, that's what I'm saying. Are you planning on being around like Twitter all day yeah, once all you get right, to yes, lose yes, and yes. operate within like 90 yeah. second window there? Yeah, I was going to take the Celtics early until Ira texted us back uh, with the uh, right. this report. But the Celtics should win. I think the Celtics will win. Now, will Williams and Smart are they both in there? I won't play it. I won't. I don't know if I'm to take the Celtics if Williams is out. 
I mean, so there are people who think he means more to that team defensively than smart, which we've seen the numbers. Right. I'm intrigued by the total, 203 and a half. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that. That I, that I could first, first couple of games yes. flew over. Yes. And then we saw some really sharp money in game four on the under, and the public was all over the over, and books are like, it doesn't matter. We're getting sharp money on the under here, and this is we got to move it that way. Although more of the bets were on the over in that game because guys were banged up and Robert Williams is going to be playing. And now it's game four of a series. And usually once these teams play each other so many times in a row, you see a tendency where the scores start to go down a little bit. But now it's 203 and a half. Basically a four and a half point adjustment from the last game. I do think the Warriors cover tomorrow. Yeah, I think that series is done. Yep. I think that's done. I think that'll be a 14 point lead at halftime, something like that. Run them out in the third quarter. I can see that where it's the Warriors have like 11 threes at half. Clay's got like three. Steph has like three. Other guys are hitting everything else. All right. Good luck. Yep. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.